welcome to How We Heal. I invite you to join the three of us today in a conversation that will serve as a recap of the last nine episodes of How We Heal. Over the past weeks, we've been exploring the term safety, what it feels like in our body, what it feels like in our environment. We've also taken a look at the states of the autonomic nervous system and that they're, how they're there to protect us when we might feel safe or threatened or unsafe or threatened. I've been very fortunate to find the great wisdom in the words of Paulo Coelho, as I'm sure many of you have, on my personal healing journey. His expansive words remind me that I'm not alone and that others also share some of my same feelings and experiences. I love this particular quote he offers on safety. The ship is safest when it's in port, but that's not what ships are built for. Mm. Wow. That is beautiful. And I think that really is an illustration of what journeying through day-to-day -day life can feel like and our desire when we're not feeling safe to retreat or the feelings inside of us of freeze. I know that my personal journey in healing, particularly since we have been doing this exploration of getting to know our own autonomic states and appreciating um, how not just hard our systems are working for us, but how efficiently mm -hmm. our systems are working for us. And what I have experienced is this new understanding of being able to appreciate where I am or where someone else is in a moment where their neuroception has taken them into a place where they need to protect themselves. Their system subconsciously knows that it needs to protect itself for some reason. And it will take us out of the present moment and cut us off a little bit from being fully resourced. But it's doing an amazing job of sustaining life, of keeping us safe, just like when we're in the port. But we want to venture out and we want to get to know all of the parts of ourselves. And we want to be able to be around other autonomic nervous systems and get to know each other. And I really come to appreciate and have more compassion for myself when I'm in a protective state. Mm. Now that I know the purpose that it's serving and how efficiently my autonomic nervous system has been protecting me all these years. Uh, and I, I see that it's doing a job for me. And I also now know that I can appreciate that, but the, well, then how do I heal is still there. And we now know that ventral, the state of ventral is when we are fully resourced and we are back in communication with ourselves. And when we can be around other autonomic nervous systems and hold space for them, when we're fully resourced, when we're in ventral, that is where healing and new patterns are possible. And so I think part of this exploration is getting to know and appreciate our, the states of protection and also exploring now 
how we encourage ourselves to invite some ventral in, how we get to a fully resourced place where we can show up and start to form new habits and be present with ourselves and, and present with each other. Mm. Megan, I love the where you've taken us with that. And, and that's what we want to be able to do. We want to be able to live a life where we can sail with ease in and out of the port. You know, one of the things that trips us up, though, is we get caught up in this thing called stories. <laughs> I'm really good at that. I think we all are. And Cameron, you personally have opened my eyes to why that doesn't serve me and um, what I can do instead by checking in with my state. Yeah, it's so I'm going to stay on, on the boat with you both because that's such a <laughs> wonderful analogy and appreciating the states and the stories because, Megan, you just so beautifully articulated that our greatest resource self where healing and new experience and, you know, perspective reign supreme is in that ventral vagal place. But our biology wants to keep us safe. So if we're on our boat and we headed out of the harbor, we've left the port behind and all of a sudden the winds change, our biology is quickly gonna go, oh, are we okay? Oh, wait a minute, I'm not sure, something just changed, something just happened, this might not be a good thing. And in that moment, our biology wants to bring us into high functioning physical, we might need to really engage something dangerous. But at that moment, we've also lost that wonderful resource perspective place. And story comes in nine out of 10 times because we're, we're, we're hear the energy, we're desperately seeking, what do I need to do, what do I need to do? And, and the more I try to solve this problem in this state, I'm not gonna be able to do anything about it. So in the moment when my biology has taken me to a protective moment to go, okay, story, hold on just a second. Let's come back into the present enough to evaluate, is this really a life-threatening moment? Or perhaps is my system gone out ahead of me, neurocepting potential danger. Because in that moment, I can begin to have some of that perspective that belongs to ventral vagal and come back into an ability to truly respond to whatever's at hand and not have state whisk me in a way to, I think the ship's going down and there's no hope right now. If this is bad, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And, <laughs> You know, ultimately, after an hour or two of that, it, you know, the ship may well go down because I am like totally, you know, mobilized, but not being able to, to be with what's happening. In stories, we are meaning-making creatures, us humans, with that wonderful illusion that story, predicting what's going to happen based on what has happened in the past, is a biological snare. We can't actually biologically have a healing moment, embrace a new experience, change things. Life has become too much of a stressor and not enough uh, of a stretch, which includes that. And it seems so counterintuitive to slow things down as often as possible, to have that pause, to go and attend to state and not let 
story leap in and tell us what's happening or or say never mind there's no hope anyway because those are those are the stories that match the state but in fact the possibility for change is in that little pause in between and making your way it's like people it's like that sounds great Cameron but how am I going to do this and there are ways where we really begin to track those states listen to those states recognize that kind of like a parent with a, a, a dysregulated child or, or a scared animal can say, wait a minute, let's, let's, let's take a look at what's happening here. And befriending our autonomic nervous system and following those states is just that. Yeah, we talked last time about tips for getting to know what style of self-regulation works for you to invite in. So some people are visual and we can look at the birds and other people are audio and maybe it's a soundtrack that you like or other people respond really well to touch and that feels like a cue of safety to you. One of my friends recently um, who's also raising a teenager gave me a beautiful illustration that I think speaks to this which is that as parents were like the side of the pool that you know the child can push off of so leave the port and go and explore life. And then when they need to, they can come back um, and to the side of the pool and kind of get some safety and co-regulation and then push off again. And I think that that's what this healing journey um, is about. And I think that that is what understanding the states of the autonomic nervous system has given me personally is a framework or a context of something, of, of a way to understand myself and get to know what my cues of safety might be, and then push off and do some exploring of areas that might have felt dangerous before and come back. And so as you um, are joining us each week and starting to get ideas um, for ways that you might invite some self-regulation in, remember that that is dependent on our co-regulation with each other because we are social creatures. And so we're inviting you to keep coming back and co-regulating with us each week. And we can offer you, you know, that scaffolding or that context and be the side of the pool for you that you can come back to and hang on to um, when throughout the week you kind of push off and go explore new parts of yourself. Megan, I have some news for you. Um, that analogy works with 35-year-olds as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just spent the, the day yesterday with my um, pregnant daughter who needed to go to a um, specialist in this part of her pregnancy with some challenges. And in the car ride over, we had a little opportunity to check in on states. And um, we talked about, you know, that she felt the need to go into this appointment in a very protective state. And um, I reminded her that if she comes in very protective, that she's likely to be met with another autonomic nervous system that may also feel the need to um, protect and step into a sympathetic state. And then we might not get the results that we're looking for. In our states, we have these states of protection, right? Our sympathetic state, 
where we want to fight or fight, but we're also mobilized in that. And I could see that in her prepping as she's driving. And this is what I'm going to say when we start that conversation. I'm just going to set the line right there, right? And, um, but we can also be strong and mobilized, but let in some of that state of connection and that ventral energy And I encouraged her in the conversation, how could you invite in some connection and some connection with that doctor? Because the doctor also wants to connect with you. The doctor doesn't want to come in and have to defend her position as well. And so um, even in the states of protection, we can invite in that ventral vagal, that ability to connect. And when we are able to connect, we shift the whole, the whole, um, action that's going on and we're all in the same boat together we aren't fighting each other and um, being in a boat together can feel really lovely because then we can co-regulate and we can go somewhere Um, and and you know what it actually worked it was incredibly useful And I watched her stance and her language as she went into this appointment and she was met with some beautiful um, connection and therefore co-regulated and the appointment went in a very nice way. Isn't it beautiful when something seems like it might be an interaction that brings dysregulation and inviting some ventral sort of flips that and the interaction ends up being co-regulation. And sometimes that happens in the opposite way too. And sure. you have to learn how to roll with that, but, but it is possible. Yeah. And that's a beautiful illustration, Megan, um, in a very practical way of when we start to feel that state shift toward mobilized protection in anticipating that gives us a little clue that stories already started to come in. It's like, I'm going to go in there and I am going to make sure I am well armored and nobody's going to push me around and nobody's going to tell me something I don't want to hear. And if we have those, that going on in my head, that's where stories come in and, and started to kind of lock down that mobilized protection. Yeah. yeah. And let's, let's also acknowledge that more commonly, We armor up in a mobilized protective state, but some of us immediately go to dorsal, which is a flatter, more disconnected place. Another completely legitimate way to protect ourselves, but it looks really different. And Mm -hmm. so if that sounds more familiar to you, and that's the way that you tend to protect yourself, then co-regulating with us is always here for you. But also what I have been doing when I go to dorsal is checking in with my body when I'm feeling really cut off from my body. And I shared last week how I didn't know how cut off I was from my digestion of my abdomen and that deep natural breath into the abdomen until I was offered the opportunity to change that and get to know that in acupuncture school. But there are going to be places in our body that we feel disconnected from, and the door might not be open to connect to those. And don't force it, that's okay. But maybe check out your body and maybe just have a sense of your ear or your your heart or the pinky toe of your foot. And there is a place where you can come back into feeling yourself. And 
we entrain with ourselves. So when we can open one door to ourselves, other doors will start to open and we can slowly start to feel our bodies again. Mm. Ladies, I think we've done it. We've given everyone a very beautiful recap of where we've traveled these last nine weeks. And um, I, I want to encourage you as listeners to come back because this is a juicy opportunity to connect with us each week for a healthy dose of co-regulation. And I have a spoiler alert for next week. We're going to start talking about gymotherapy and where that fits in. Um, that's been a little bit absent for the converse, from the conversation while we've been building this foundation for you. And, and I think you've got it. You understand this, your states. You understand why you want to follow the state rather than the story. And I hope... If, if no other time during these 30 minutes you feel safe in your day, you know what safety feels like. So we're going to begin looking at what gymotherapy has to offer in helping you build your resiliency so you can easily sail out of the port for a little exploring and come back in as needed. Megan Cameron, I want to thank you so much um, for this time. Megan, you look like you have another thought there. I don't want to cut you off. Well, I just want to say that I'm so happy that you're sharing that. And I'm excited for this next chapter because I think that we have really started to understand how to state track and have an appreciation for our systems. And so have our listeners. And I think that it's time now to sort of push off and leave that port and start to explore tools for how we can encourage self-regulation and co-regulation. And that's what's next. I'm looking forward to, because compared to probably a lot of our listeners, I'm relatively new to gemotherapy, but I love that now we'll start to look at, we're, as human beings, we're very used to that experience of a downward cycle, a downward spiral, but how do we support an upward spiral? Yeah. And, I can't wait. So I hope that we all can be curious together about what ways gemos can come into our lives and sponsor that upward new experience viral. Ladies, thank you so much. So appreciate all your wisdom and look forward to the next part of our journey.